0: Before we get started, Loons fans, just want to let you know we had some technical difficulties from Dan's end, unfortunately. His internet was in and out throughout the podcast. So just bear with us. We still got some good stuff in this episode, some fun stuff from AJ, Dan, and myself. So without further ado, let's get going.
1: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North.
0: All right, welcome in, Loons fans, to another week of Loon Talk. Wherever you find your podcast, do you give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Please to have you joining us this evening, Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan I'm Terrar and AJ Fredrickson. Dan Terrar jumping in, looking at his phone, spotty Wi-Fi. Just, it's going to be a fun night, Loons fans. I mean, we've got got a couple wins to talk about, especially a win over an over a Premier League side, which AJ found the route to, meaning that this could mean that the loons could be champions league winners. We'll go over that in a little bit, but what, uh, what We got plenty to talk about.
1: Wow. Okay. Where do you start with that? Uh, uh, Let's start there. AJ
0: run us, run us through the gambit of how you got to making that assumption of the loons will win. The champion or can now be considered champions league winners because they beat Everton last Wednesday.
2: Let me tell you, that was a lot harder to make. (laughs) <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I had to connect some dots, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Um, it, uh, it it took a while to find, like, the right route for how I could go about that. And let me see if I can, for everybody yeah, who... Yeah, and you
0: had to start against Manchester United, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes,
2: you're welcome. Um, yeah, so for everybody who doesn't know, first off, feel free to go to TikTok if you have it. If you don't download it, go to Score North on TikTok and give us a follow. Um, but I walked on there how... Minnesota United, after beating Everton, can beat Real Madrid, the current champions of Europe. Um, And it's because they beat Everton. And then Everton, uh, back on April 9th, were able to beat Manchester United 1-0. So if they can beat Everton, they can obviously also beat Manchester United.
0: I mean, yeah, duh.
2: And then Manchester United, we know they can beat West Ham like they did back on January 22nd. And West Ham was able to beat Sevilla. Twice. Uh, they knocked him out in the round of 16 of Europa League. That was back on March 17th. And then Sevilla, they beat Athletic Club just recently on May 22nd. And Athletic Club beat Atletico Madrid on April 30th. And then Atletico Madrid uh, on May 8th took down Real Madrid 1-0. Um, so when you look at it like that, it's just we're layering and layering and layering. It's like an onion. Um, essentially... Long story short, that means that Minnesota United are capable of beating Real Madrid.
0: Dan, your thoughts?
1: In in <laughs> soccer? <laughs> Wait, I, I missed a step somewhere. <laughs> that, yeah, okay. Well, let's go with my, that then. My, fa- my favorite part
2: about that post is a lot of people don't it, – it surprises me how many people don't have a sense of humor. Because right. people are in there in the comments, just livid, livid. Like it, it, it snuck its way into some um, Real Madrid fans' timelines, and they are not happy with me. Let me tell you, I don't understand what they're saying, but they are
1: not happy.
0: Oh, what sports fans don't have a sense of humor. I never. Yeah, believe guessed. it or not. Come no. on, you,
1: you, you lost me at, you lost me at TikTok.
0: Dan, what do we got to get you to do to get on TikTok?
2: I think a couple f- five star ratings and reviews and subscriptions can maybe could help.
1: I have a watch as such. Yeah, that TikTok scares me. It's frightening.
0: A lot of weird people on there. And AJ's is one of them. <laughs> Let's not delve into TikTok scaring, Dan. Let's jump into some of these games for Minnesota United this past week. We could be here a while if we're talking about why TikTok scares okay. Dan. All right, so plenty to talk about this week, Loons fans, uh, besides Minnesota United beating Real Madrid, which I might jump on this because the Madridistas getting upset about this is just a whole nother level of great, so I think we may have to lean into this a little bit more may have to get Minnesota United social feeds to lean into this bit just to get the Real Madrid crowd angry at us. Oh,
2: they commented uh, but- on the TikTok, Minnesota United. They say they don't want the smoke and so they are on board with me. They know what they know they can do it. <laughs> I'm glad the TikTok admin is uh they're confident in the club just like I am.
0: They said they want the smoke. They want Real Madrid?
2: No, uh, Real Madrid doesn't want the smoke. They, oh, they don't. They, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. I guess Dan's taking off for a second. (laughs) Maybe fixing his internet. He's a little bit behind. Uh, he's very plenty to talk about. I don't think Dan was at the Everton game. So AJ, you and I can talk about this for a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about it. What a win for Minnesota United. Dan, we're you're back. Now we're going to talk about the Everton win. Uh, we figured it'd be a good time since you had taken off. You weren't at the game. I don't know if you watched it or not, but Minnesota United come out and just thrash Everton, premier league squad, Granted, it's a friendly, it's preseason for Everton. They're not in game shape. Minnesota United are in the middle of their game shape. But still, like, you you think about the levels of talent disparities between the two clubs if you're thinking about it that way. And Minnesota just came out and just worked Everton from minute 1 to minute 90. It was as impressive of a win, no matter if it's a friendly or not, as you will ever see. I mean, Manu Reynoso unfortunately got injured right after he deserved, or, like, worked a penalty, got that penalty deservedly, and then scored on Jordan Pickford, as everybody does at this point in Jordan Pickford's career. <laughs> but yeah, Minnesota had a heck of a game. Everybody was scoring. Everybody was playing well. Everton just couldn't keep up with Minnesota, and it was it was truly impressive.
2: Yeah, you gave them the kind of blanket excuse of they aren't, you know, that's their first action, and it's early in the year. They're not in full match form and, and everything like that. But, I mean, you said... You said it a couple sentences later. Look at the talent. Look at their roster. It was their starting 11. It was the big boys for the first 45 minutes of the match. Mm -hmm. They had Dominic Calvert-Lewin out there. They had Jordan Pickford in goal. They had James Tarkowski. They had uh, Anthony Gore. I mean, they had Damari Gray out there, too. They had what probably the opening lineup they're going to have. I believe they have Chelsea week one for Premier League action. Mm -hmm. They're going to have that same lineup or something slightly altered for the first match of that year for them. Minnesota United, obviously they're at home and they, they've been on a good run of form recently. They didn't just play better. They dominated that first 45. It was an, the atmosphere was amazing, but to watch how well they were counterattacking, they were running rampant at Allianz field. It was maybe a chance here and there. It wasn't anything highly lethal by the Toffees, but Minnesota United, they would get possession and they would just march upfield. It was very fun to watch. Um, You had kind of the guys that you look to step up. Manny Reynoso did winning that uh, that pen early to kick kick the scoring off. Um, The defense was actually very solid as well as Dane St. Clair, which I think he continues to show why he's an all star. Uh, because he just keeps week after week now making these big saves. His positioning is good. Um, his dictating from that back line, kind of instructing his defenders what to do. The the, the defense to shut down and get – I mean, we talked about the clean sheet two games ago. To get a clean sheet against Everton, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean – yeah, it was, it was impressive. So was, is this I a matter
1: think. of uh, one team – taking it more seriously than the other? Or is there more to it than that?
0: I don't know. Cause you, you'd think with the premier league starting what next, essentially next week. Yeah. It starts next Friday. Uh, so uh, you think yeah. Yeah. Everton's yeah. The great right, August 4th, in, August 5th. Yeah. You'd think Everton's getting ready to start the season. They're taking it as seriously as they need to. And they just had no answers for a Minnesota United side that just count as AJ said, counterattacked them to hell and just, Everton just could not keep up with them. And if you're an Everton fan, you got to be nervous going into this season because their preseason has not gone well. They've lost a bunch of times. They haven't really scored a whole lot of goals. They haven't looked good. And they didn't look good at the end of the season. I mean, they survived relegation, and they cheered like mad because of it. But they have not looked good under Frank Lampard. They have not looked good for a couple years, and it's showing their mismanagement from upper management. But, yeah, it's just – I don't think it's a matter of – it was a matter of one team was more motivated than the other. It was just one team was better than the other on that night. And Minnesota was that team. It was impressive.
2: Yeah. And to say that they're well, not so- going to take it seriously is I'm, I am i am sure there was a, a little bit of a relaxed sense among the locker room there, but to think that they're not going to be, you know, have a, the talking point of, Hey guys, we have our entire fan base across the pond there. It's 3am and they're up watching you. Let's give them something to watch. That's worthwhile. And then they go out and do that. Yeah. They, they had a r- real rough night at Allianz Field. And Minnesota United, they, like, like Jonathan said, they were just the better team on that night.
1: So let me be the ugly American. Is, is Why was that worth it when you lose a player for the season, you lose your best player, one of the best players in the league for an indefinite amount of time? Why would you play that?
0: That's certainly been the Convince, talking
1: point. Con- right. Convince me that these friendlies these. are worth playing. Yeah, I, I just I,
3: –
1: I, I, I don't get it.
0: Look, I, What's I, the benefit? I can't really make that argument because I'm kind of with you that uh, uh, friendly in the middle of the season, especially in the middle of the stretch of run of games that they were in, with playing basically a game every other three days for the past four weeks, which we were told by Major League Soccer this wasn't going to happen. And lo and behold, here we are in the middle of July and they played seven <laughs> games this month. Like yeah. what the hell are we yeah. doing? major league soccer. This shouldn't be happening, but besides the point, I, I can't really argue for it. I get why they do it. I get, I understand that it brings in a full stadium in the middle of the week to see a side that you normally wouldn't see. That's a cool experience for a lot of fans who are never going to be able to go over and see Everton in person. You bring them to, to, to Minnesota to see, to show them in front of the Everton fan base here. But yeah, it, it puts your players at risk, especially if they've been playing as many minutes as they have been lately. And you ask them another 45 minutes, granted, you're not really going to tell some of those guys. Yeah. We got Everton in town. We got a premier league squad in town. You're not playing because those guys will be motivated because they want to show they're good enough to play for those sides. Cause we all know that these guys aspire to go over and play in Europe. What better way to show that than showing up a premier league side. So it's hard to argue for it because you just put too many guys at risk and Minnesota showed that last Wednesday. Yeah. Minnesota. I mean, it's
2: a little tough to say, to see Reynoso go down and, you know, we don't really have a good idea of how long he'll be out and to what the extent of his injury is. Um, I certainly was not expecting. I remember walking around the concourse with a group of guys that I was with and, you know, it gets to six o'clock hour before kickoff and, you know, all right, Hey, let's check the lineups first. We'll go to Everton. Cause you know, it's, a little more exotic to see it's more a little more anticipation who are they playing we see the big boys the big starting 11 there all right let's see who let's see who Adrian Heath is going to counter with and wow <laughs> we're we're going top Full 11 top lineup. 11 I was a little shocked just because I expected maybe you'll get some cameos of those guys in the second half once you see how the match settles in and everybody finds their groove. And then it kind of dictates later on just so they make the appearance. Maybe they can give the crowd a couple oohs and ahs um, down the final 30 minutes or so just to get them out there and keep them, you know, keep the oil burning for the next match uh, of MLS action. But to have them start and then you lose. Arguably, your most key player, your most important player. It's uh, it's a little disheartening for the Blues just because you you have this international friendly. Like Dan said, why would you? What's the sell me on having this in the middle of the season when now you just climbed back, you're and now you're third in the Western Conference. What's the point of you risking your guys' health for you know yeah. another team to ramp up when you're already in the middle of your season? It's hard to it's hard to argue that. Um, The entertainment value is there for the fans like it's it's one of those memorable experiences. I'm sure a lot of the Minnesota soccer community is going to remember for quite a while. Um, But the ripple effect of that tackle against Reynoso, what's that going to do to the rest of the season for the loons? I think the story's a little unfinished there just because we have so much of the season in front of us. But if it's something that lingers, you're going to have to look back and be like, wow, maybe worth it. Was it worth it? How do we manage that in the future? It's it's going to leave a lot of unanswered questions that we can dis- discuss right now, but nobody really has a good answer for.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you hadn't, I would be more amenable to it if you hadn't played four games in the past 17 days. Like, yeah. you hadn't had <laughs> that much of a workload and kept yeah. the same 11 players playing as long as you did in those games over those four, 17 days. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But because wear and tear is a thing that happens, because we're in a time where... Uh, Players are getting more rest than they've ever been given because uh, sports science understands red zones and understands uh, when guys are just at their limits. This shouldn't be happening. I'm sorry. Just shouldn't. We shouldn't be playing these friendlies in the middle of the season that like bring you maybe bring you a couple couple extra bucks, but you lose your best player for a week. And granted, They didn't really miss him. Let's get on to that now. Houston, down in Houston on Saturday, Minnesota 2-1 road win, their third road win in a row, their fifth win in the last six matches. They're now unbeaten in their last six. As impressive of a performance as Minnesota have ever had uh, in Major League Soccer action because of what they were missing, because of what they were going up against in a Houston side that seems to be getting on the better end of their playing style. Uh, the form just the results just aren't showing it yet, but Minnesota go down there in the oppressive heat of Houston, get a road win without their best player, new formation, uh, a couple guys that are getting or at least one debutant, a couple guys playing that normally aren't playing in Minnesota go down and they survive a Houston onslaught and get two goals against the run of play and and win the game in Houston Dan.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, I don't know, I guess I'm not buying that Houstons turned things around. they're gonna get better. Uh, Darwin Quintero led team isn't going to win the championship. Nope. Um, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't think that there's that much there. To me, the most impressive part part of what you alluded to, they went down player, they went down there. Uh, was uh, they'd only won one other time ever in Houston to me those sidebars are more impressive than all that if houston was was good and they were a team that was had turned their season around they wouldn't have lost the game at home to us so um I just think the fact under the injuries and the change of formation that we still can get an I think that's the impressive part of this whole story.
0: Before we go on, Dan, you might need to reset your internet because we heard about a third of that. There was a lot of skipping. So oh, man, it we
1: was really go good, too. For
0: a second, It was. From what we heard, it was, it was really good, good too. I, I totally yeah, it was agree. That was impressive. I, I agree with most of it. So go reset <laughs> your internet for a second, okay? So we don't get Can more Can you guys talk
1: amongst yourselves? If I don't Google. come back, we'll see you guys Saturday.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right AJ, your thoughts on the 2-1 win for Minnesota on Wednesday uh after what m- we maybe heard from Dan there?
2: Yeah, and forgive me cuz I might re- you know reiterate yes. some of his thoughts based on <laughs> the the breaking up there. Um no, it was a it was a very good win. Um I think it's I mean, it's fun to see Bongi get his first goal. Yes. Um, I know the fans were yearning for that. The Twitter admin for him and was yearning for that. Um, and it, who wanted that more than him? Probably nobody else. Um, it was very fun to see him uh, just get that monkey off his back and be able to hopefully now keep that and get that momentum moving forward here. Um, I think the back line, though, is probably what stepped up the most and probably needs to be applauded the most because they had eight block shots, 35 clearances in that 2-1 victory the other night. Um, Houston's 22 shots yielded only one goal and three needed saves from Dane Saint Clair. Think about that. Um, <laughs> it's just it's so a bigger
0: test.
2: It's a bigger test this weekend coming up against Portland because they offer a little bit more of a threat. But mm-hmm. I mean, to to have that back line when you know, like they realize, hey, we don't have Reynoso, but then you see Luis Maria, play 20 ish minutes. I can't remember the exact time he, he made the exit there, but yeah. uh, after he goes down, he goes off, they make the substitution. I'm sure that was a message from the sidelines to like, Hey, we need to really step up and see what we can do here just to bail these guys out. Um, so we, the fact that those guys were able to come through as much as they did, Kamar Lawrence, the boxel and DJ Taylor, who, um, Subbed out for Brent Coleman. Um, Those guys really should be. I mean, it's hard to give the man of the match to four, maybe five guys, but, you know, cut the ribbon up and give it to each of them because they probably earned it the most. Um, Fragapani, as well as uh, Bongi, two goal scorers and were able to uh, get that win. And when you do, oh, nice. We have Dan back already. Beautiful. Um, To have them be able to. Supply the Technology. offense with the lack of threat, uh, have the lack of threat that uh, Minnesota was lacking up front with the absence of two of their more important informed guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side of things, the guys that needed to step up did. So that was very fun to see. And it was a great win. I, you can't really be mad about it. The only thing that uh, I think a lot of fans maybe were anxious about, just like I was here back in the studio, they give up that goal in the second half and it's like, oh, no. Yeah. we 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 know what this team is capable of in the final 20 or so minutes uh, but they locked it down. I I don't remember a big threatening chance later on. Um mm-hmm. th- they definitely settled back, but I don't think they allowed Houston to be able to really control the play as much as maybe the possession time would show that final 30 20 minutes.
0: If I had told you guys going into this game, you'd have no Manny so you'd have Luis Emerya come off after 30 minutes and Abudin Lottie would be playing 60 minutes. A new formation that they haven't played in a very long time. Would you guys have thought they would have won two one, giving up seventy percent of the possession?
2: No. And you're going no. against a guy named Thor Ulf- uh Ulferson? Yeah. No, Thor. Not a
0: chance.
1: Uh, I I would have yeah, I would have said well, when when the match started, my feelings were you know what? Let's get out of here with a point. You know? If we can get yeah, out of here with absolutely. a p- point, it's a pretty good r- Road night. We hadn't had success in Houston. It was hotter than hell. Um, It was so, like I said at the end of the broadcast, it was so hot, it was actually slippery, which was weird (laughs) because you'd think it'd be dry down there and ask you guys this question. Um, The the late goals, uh, AJ mentioned giving up that goal to cut the lead in half. That might concern some people. Go back further, and this team's had a history of uh, you know, building a lead in the first half, losing two to one. I mean, that's happened so often. Uh, the lack of clean sheets, is that on Dane St. Clair or is that on the defense? You can't say both. Who's it on?
0: Oh, man. I'm letting you take that one, Jonathan. I don't want to put, it on, on, put <laughs> on either of these two because they've both been pretty dang good this season. It's just obviously, as you said, the, the lack of – the statistical performances just aren't showing. But what you see on the field with the eye test shows that it's pretty dang good this season. I just – I don't know who I want to blame that on. If I'm going to put it on either party, it's – ah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the young goalkeeper just because he's a young goalkeeper. Maybe there's some miscommunication <laughs> there from the young kid. You're uh, going to put it on the all-star? Yeah. But... <laughs> I don't want to put it on either. Like I said, both performed well this season. I don't think either deserves to be blamed for it. It's just something that for some reason happens. Maybe it's a, maybe it's not even the defense. Maybe it's just a lack of controlling possession. I mean, they just haven't done a good enough job controlling possession and late in matches. They've been giving up the ball. Yes. Part of that is parking the bus setting up and just trying to get out of there with the result they have. And that's what most teams do. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I can blame either party because both Dane Sinclair and that defense have played pretty dang well this year. I mean, we thought without Roman Metziner out there right back spot that this would be a troublesome season at that side. But D.J. Taylor's filled in admirably. He's played so well that they're not even starting yeah, like Alan Benitez right off the bat here. D.J. Taylor's really shown in his second season as a Major League Soccer player that he's worthy of being at this level
2: to me the one thing that sticks out about this match and maybe you guys don't utilize this uh scoring system this player analysis system like I do I, cool. I love um SofaScore I don't know if you guys have heard of that or look at that at all uh, but they take into account like passes made and quality shots and give the and they give the individual player ratings um the team score so the combined team score for Houston was higher than all of Minnesota so it was a 6.96 squad score compared to the 6.79 and the Man of the match, quote-unquote, because his team lost, and forgive me for the name pronunciation here, because I'm not super familiar with him, but uh, Fafa Pico.
0: Picold? Pico, yep.
2: Thank you, Pico. Fafa Pico. He had a 7.8, the highest of anybody um, uh, in in the match. Michael Boxel led the Loons with a 7.5 individual rating. So it's, and I'm sure it's because the late goal weighs a little bit more, but you don't see that too often where the winning team, statistically and in in the sense of these made up numbers that people uh program play worse so to have like that 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 speaks to the type of win that they had because the back line had such a great day um nobody up front really had that too amazing of of a of a score according to this but um it's just one of those wins of circumstance because they recognize the situation that they're in and uh, being able to pull out that win is, I mean, that's a huge three points, especially on the road down in like Dan said, a hot and slippery city like Houston Um, coming, coming back home to Minnesota with three points is massive and they keep climbing up the, uh, the table who knows if they can climb any higher than that three spot in the Western conference. But to be back up in three is uh, pretty impressive.
1: The uh, there's certain stats like the uh, time of possession that, I think sometimes I think it's not even worth paying attention to. Uh, uh, What did uh, Minnesota end up with for uh, uh, percentage of possession
0: at the end of the match? 27%. Do you
1: guys remember exactly what it was? It
0: was 27%.
1: It was around 30% 30 maybe? Yep, 27%. Okay, so there's a. When Minnesota has twenty seven percent or less on the season, they are now three and zero. So tell me why <laughs> th- it convinced me that that stat matters at all? Because um, it doesn't. It doesn't. They're three and zero when they have less than thirty percent on the season.
0: I mean, it's this probably not matter. the game plan you want to go with for every match. Just let's give no. up possession and just sit back. <laughs> it's probably playing with a little bit too much fire there, but it's it's as impressive a stat as you're gonna. It's a weird enough stat that you're gonna find and just yeah. Yeah. yeah, Houston completed four, over 400
2: that... more passes too. <laughs> that's, that's that's a crazy stat. And mm-hmm. Minnesota only they had less than 70 comp- yeah. percent uh, pass completion rate. And like they're, it, they're it's still... not like they played well,
0: oh. right? Well. Yeah. All right. So, Danny had the question for us. I got a question for you guys. I said this on the broadcast, and I don't know how much how how well you guys thought about it. With what they were going up against, and how that game went down. And the fact that you got the win on the road against Houston, in Houston, hot weather, No Emanuel Reynoso, Luis Maria off after thirty minutes. Was that a statement win? Because of where we're at the season, you jump into third place, you continue your run of form. Yes, it's against Houston who's not that good this season. They're out of the playoff spots right now. But with how that game played out and how they just bunkered down and basically fought against how the game was going and still get two goals against the run of play and show that they are a mentally tough team despite what we saw a couple of weeks ago. Was it a statement win?
1: Dan? you want to take this one first? I think um, I think to outsiders in the league, I think uh, I think they probably would look at it and say it is. I think to those of us that see them every match, I don't think it is. Um, I think it was it was very impressive. But uh, to me, a statement win would be uh, a win over a team above us in the standings or even – this. Minnesota's a better team than Houston, so I guess that's why I don't say that's a statement win. Um, I guess it depends on what your criteria is for a statement win. I think a lot of people may look at it that way, but I think if you ask someone within the club, they'd go, eh, yeah, we can play a lot better than that. So um, to me, just a big win – Statement win might be have to come yet this season.
2: Yeah, and per- personally, I would say no. I wouldn't say it's not close to being a statement win, but it's definitely in my mind not a statement win. Just because I think the team that you won against disqualifies it from that. If it's <laughs> if it's somebody in a playoff position, it's a little bit more of a mm-hmm. conversation that we're having about that. But you know, that's that's like you're you know if you're if you're talking football wise, the Vikings going into wherever and you know beating the worst team in the league with their backup quarterback you expect to still because you're a better team minnesota is a better team than houston despite missing a couple very key pieces i think they should still have won that coming away with three points makes it um a little bit better i you know i think you should have guaranteed one from the fan or analytics perspective but to come away with three does raise the notoriety of that win a little bit
0: uh, other news for Minnesota after this win—they announced today, just a couple hours ago uh, Bakai Debassy signed a new uh, one-year deal with the club. It also has a club option at the end of it, so possibly two years for Bakay Debassy, who is shown to be one of their better signings in this club's history. He's paired so well with Michael Boxel in his time since joining the club. I love this signing. I've I've loved everything that we've seen from Bakai Debassy. He's been so good for this team in that center back pairing with Michael Boxel.
1: Um, we were all concerned when the Ike Opara uh, era ended because he was such a great addition to this club and he played so well with Michael Boxel. But what I think we've learned from that is, um, even going back to that combination, as good as Ike was, uh, um, we might have learned that much kind of into that because, um, Whoever he's paired with, they seem to have success back. Uh, Bukai Debassi is uh, uh, the real dinch who's a, a good uh, middle back himself. So, yeah, I think this is a, move. It's a two-year, uh, two-year situation.
0: And then next up for the Loons, uh, next Saturday, they will host Portland Timbers at 2 p.m., 1.30 p.m. Pre-match show with Dan and myself on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, and the free Score North mobile app. Boys, it's not going to be an easy one where we thought it would be. Portland Timbers coming in, seven matches unbeaten. AJ, this is as tough of an, an opponent the Loons will have in this recent six-match unbeaten run for themselves.
2: Yeah, you know how poor, how tough Portland can be. Um, you, they're usually rock-solid at home, but they're also a team that historically can do it on the road when needed. And I think they're going to recognize that this is a Minnesota club that is about as red hot as you can get, but they have weaknesses right now, depending on injuries moving into Saturday. So they're going to want to take advantage of that. So coming into Allianz field, they are feeling themselves just like the loons are, but I think a fully, uh, a fully fledged Portland team is uh, a team that can maybe dethrone this run that Minnesota has been on. It's just a matter of who's in that starting 11 and kind of, there's that secrecy amongst amongst soccer teams and soccer clubs when it comes to um, some of their bigger guys having injuries. So, we I don't exactly know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure you do either about um, the situation and if it's anticipated that we could see a surprise number ten out there for uh, for Minnesota come Saturday. But if he's not, I think it's going to be a tough day a uh, tough day at the pitch for for Minnesota.
0: Yeah, we haven't heard anything new on any of the injury fronts other than. Ja'Cory Hayes, after the injury he suffered against Everton, is out for the rest of the season. Unfortunately, his season cut short. Renoso, day-to-day, will trap out for three to five weeks, maybe somewhere around there we heard. Uh, Kervin Ariaga should be back, hopefully shortly. Uh, but, yeah, once, once the Loons get all these players back, this is going to be a really tough team to compete against because they're so confident in attack now that you feel like anybody can score a goal, which we haven't felt that way in a couple of years at this point. So, yeah, Minnesota and Portland a, is going to be a fun A couple one. years.
1: Yeah, and I don't think, and now that you're number three in the West, uh, forget about, you know, sneaking up on anybody. Everybody knows now that you're on a run. They know that Reynoso's your top player. If he's out, you know, Portland's going, all right, you know what, let's 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 knock them off. So, you know, you put even more pressure on yourself when you climb up in the uh, standings as high as Minnesota has up to that third spot. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be coming after him on Saturday.
0: Plenty going on across the league this last week. Uh, there was, what, 12 games on Saturday night. So there was plenty to keep our eye on. Tati played his final game for New York City. FC got an assist, didn't register in a goal, so his final goal in Major League Soccer will be the game winner against the New York Red Bulls in the Hudson River Derby in uh, the Red Bull Stadium. So quite a way to go out there. Uh, Cincinnati fought to a 1-1 draw with Nashville. The scoreline that I, that shocked everybody and impressed everybody. Toronto FC playing all their new bo- new go- new guys. Uh, Bernadeschi, Insigne, Christico, uh, Mark Anthony K get a four nil route of Charlotte FC showing that this team is not a team to be messed with going down the stretch. Yes, they're in 13th place because they had a poor start to the season, but they still got 12 games left in the season. Plenty of time to get back in the playoff race because right now they're on 22 points. Cincinnati who sits seventh in the final playoff spot, six points above them on 28. So that is an easy gap to make up as we saw the loons do. And if any team gets on that kind of a run going down the stretch of the season as a dangerous team in the playoffs with the kind of experienced soccer players they have up in Toronto.
2: How about a bad night to be Charlotte? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you've seen what team Toronto is and all it's like that scene. in uh, God, I can't remember what sports movie, but they're, it's like the mighty ducks. Yeah. Terrible. That's like playing the mighty ducks. You're expecting the, the magazines as the shin pads or whatever. And all of a sudden they come out and they got Adam banks and they got uh, they got Fulton Reed, and he's slap, uh, slapping that puck from the blue line at 100 miles per hour. So to have Lorenzo Insigne and you have Federico Bernardeschi out there, they're they're a team to be. They're the most threatening 13th place team. I think you'll, you're going to see in a long time. That's for
1: sure. <laughs> the best the best 13th place team in the history.
0: Of MLS. <laughs> you don't feel confident about thirteenth place San Jose going down the stretch? Francisco Calvo.
1: Uh, yeah, far. I guess if I got if, <laughs> if if I have to if I have to pick between those two, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with our friend AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, when I saw that San Jose was thirteenth, I just had to take that T ball swing on that one. Yep.
1: That was an easy. <laughs> that was an easy teeing you up some Calvo. Uh,
0: other <laughs> results from the weekend that are notable. LAFC get a 2-0 win in Sporting Kansas City. That's notable because AJ Frederickson break down Gareth Bale's debut goal in Major League Soccer for a 2-0 win for LAFC.
2: Yeah, it's the 82nd minute. They chip it out to the outside. They have a 2-on-1 in transition and Gareth Bale receives the pass, kind of cuts in just at the top of the box, throws that left foot that iconic Gareth Bale left foot and just bends it right around the keeper uh inside the post for to for the goal, his first goal and. I I think there's a lot more to come. I mean, he's this is a guy that still has a lot left in the tank. I think if he wants to just tap into it Um, and LAFC, they just that that is what they signed him for. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going to see a lot of that down the rest of the stretch of the season here for sure. So Gareth Bale makes his impact, his first MLS goal and uh, LAFC a big win for them. And they're just going to be maybe not unstoppable, but pretty darn close to it.
0: I'm going to keep saying this as long as those rumors are out there. Uh, Chicharango scores in the 56th minute scoring again and LAFC are still rumored to be trying to shop him around. Why the hell are you shopping that guy around when he has been (laughs) as hot of a goal scorer as you can find in major league soccer and you have the rest of the attacking talent around him. That's going to leave him acres of space to just work and find open areas to get on goal. Why are you shopping that guy who's in the prime form of his life it does not make sense to me. This is another, why are you trading Walker Zimmerman away in the prime form of his career? Like Some of these moves that LAFC makes are so good, but then it's just equaled out with some of these boneheaded moves that they also make trading away key players. And if they actually do trade away or move on from Chicho Arango, it'll be one of the biggest mistakes they'll ever make. He's just so good. Man, a lot um, of love.
1: A lot of love going on here tonight. I just... I...
0: <laughs> The rumors that they're trying to trade him away just baffle me. It's just, I don't get it. Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe he's, maybe he's a problem. Maybe he's a problem in the uh, locker room. Maybe he's not a team player.
0: They're still feeding him assists. They're still feeding him. So they're still starting him. If he was a problem player, you'd think they wouldn't be playing him. All right, let's move on to. Usually there's a reason. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) usually there's a reason. Uh, Dan, why don't you go ahead and explain the predictor as I line up the uh, results from last week?
1: I'll try to as best as I can. I don't know. I switched internet. It's still uh, the same uh, problem, whatever's going on with that. So the predictor, uh, each of us will pick three uh, matches, including one upcoming Minnesota United match, predict the winner, predict the score. You get a point uh, for predicting the correct winner or a draw and an extra point if you uh, Nail the score exactly, but that really never happens. We don't have to worry about that. So,
0: <laughs> Well, it happened this week, Dan. You called uh, Minnesota-Houston 2-1 uh, in favor of Minnesota. So you got that one right. Uh AJ and I got it wrong. I said 3-1 Minnesota after you took my 2-1, Dan. And then AJ said 2-0 Minnesota. So we each got a point from there. Dan, you got two points. That was the only points you got for the weekend. That was the only point I got for the weekend. AJ did say LAFC would win against Sporting Kansas City. But he said it would be a 4-0 route of LAFC or of Sporting Kansas City. They only won 2-0, which I shied away. I went back and listened to it, and I was looking at what I had written down before. I shied away from going LAFC-Sporting Kansas City because AJ and I had picked the same Austin-New York (laughs) Red Bulls game. Had I stuck with that, I would have had another (laughs) two-pointer because I chose 2-0 LAFC in that one. So, pretty irritated about that. Uh, Gotta stick with your gut. I probably should have. Probably just should (laughs) have stuck with the same three games. All right, so let's go to our predictions this week, Dan. I'll let you start since AJ started last week.
1: All
2: right, Field, uh, Minnesota three, Portland one. That worked out great because we heard the prediction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't hear anything else. Got the prediction down. So that's okay, so, all. All you got? You might have. Yeah, you might have to just text oh, me your God. scores after the Minnesota <laughs> three, Portland one. AJ, you're up.
2: All right. Uh, if we're going to start with Minnesota Portland this Saturday, um, I also have Minnesota pulling out the win, but I have it as a little bit more narrow of a scoreline. Two-one final. Loons take the uh, take all three points.
0: I'll stick with uh, Minnesota Portland as well. I'm going some high goal scoring here. Five goals total in this one. Minnesota three, Portland two. Another week without a clean sheet, but Minnesota's goal scoring uh, threat continues going forward with another three goals. Dan, your second prediction of the evening. If we can get through the buffering of the internet, <laughs> I might've jinxed it. I think it broke it. I think it broke it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, also on
2: Saturday, Atlanta.
0: Nope. Didn't hear that.
2: I, he's looking for Chicago, Atlanta. I know that for a fact. <laughs> I just don't know what the score is. <laughs>
0: Dan, just text us your predictions. We'll we'll go from to you. <laughs> text your predictions. Text me your predictions and text me to write that down, and I'll say them for you. <laughs> this is fun. All right. Well, you wait for his text.
2: You want me to go with my pick? Yes. All right. Perfect. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, the next MLS action on the table. So tomorrow night, late one, nine thirty. It's Vancouver. Against Toronto, uh, the Canadian Derby. I don't know if they have a, I'm sure there's a name for that, but I have no idea if that's what it is. I just said that right now. Um, I have Toronto continuing their uh, success from the other day. I don't think it's going to be quite as lopsided as the other night, but I do think it's going to be lopsided in a sense. 3-0 Toronto over Vancouver is my prediction.
0: You're going Canadian Championship final action on us. Oh, yeah. That would get them into. That would get Toronto into the. Oh yeah, that's Congress right. Shoot. Champions League. Uh, Dan yes. said Atlanta three, Chicago nil, which is a ballsy pick considering Chicago is just on a tear right now, after running right over Vancouver. So we'll go. We'll let him. We'll let yeah. him keep betting on Chicago for some reason. Or betting against Chicago for some reason. My second pick of the evening. I'm going to go Miami FC Cincinnati. I'm going to dip back into the picking on FC Cincinnati well because Miami's just playing well of late. 2 0 Miami. Do not look at their friendly against Barcelona for that scoreline because that was not representative <laughs> of the inner Miami we've seen of late. Uh, but 2 0 Miami. Dan, let's try again for your third base.
2: I'm knocking on wood.
0: Nope. Not working.
2: AJ? Um. All right. So my last one for the predictor. Well, I'm is just going texting to- it. All right, AJ. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to go with the Friday night action. It's l- another late one, 10 p.m. Out, uh, I want to say, yep, out in L.A. It's LAFC hosting Seattle Sounders. I have LAFC winning that one, 3-1 to one over
0: Seattle. Okay. Dan, ha- Dan picked the same game. He said 2-2 in that one, so he's picking a draw in that one. My final pick of the evening, Sporting King City, Austin FC, uh, I think Austin FC are going to continue to roll Sporting Kansas City are just crumbling away this season it is a season to completely forget they just want the season to end already <coughs> 2-1 Austin FC. Uh Dan go ahead and text me or write that down predictions and I'll read them off for you as well uh because it's now time for write that down a, another weekly soccer related prediction segment that we make that we do here on Loon Talk. We each make three soccer related predictions don't necessarily have to be scoreline predictions or results predictions. We'll keep track of the predictions throughout the year. We'll call those goals. The person with the most goals at the end of the year wins the golden boot. Not a whole lot coming off the board this week. AJ, you didn't have anything come off the board. All three of your predictions you made last week were all further out set. Um, Dan didn't have anything come off the board despite having 20 things left to go. Uh, So he didn't have anything come off the board. I only had two things One, I said last week, Emmanuel Reynoso will register in goal and assist against Houston, while Darwin Quintero will not. Well, Reynoso didn't play, so that one was a nil. But I did say Minnesota will score a goal against Everton that will be from a player who's not a regular starter. And thank you, Abu Dinladi Shin, for scoring the fourth goal (laughs) of that match. (laughs) So I get a point there to bump me up to 14 points on the season. Dan's on 13, guests still on none, and listeners None so far this season. AJ, I'll let you start here.
2: All right. uh, I'll stay in the confines of Allianz field. I think uh, out of the next two matches, so before the All-Star game, the All-Star break, Bangukle Longwane, as I've learned from you, just listening, not even like practicing, uh, he will score at least one more goal before the all-star game. So I think Bongi is going to, uh, as I coined it after uh, on Twitter, hashtag Bongi bounce, that uh, amazing goal celebration. We're going to see that at least one more time for the all-star break on August 10th.
0: Is that what we're calling the celebration that he did? The little,
2: I think there's better names, but I I like alliteration. Bong-y I, I, I said Bongi bounce, but I, you know, it looked more like a, a chicken dance type thing. So who knows? <laughs> I think it's still up for discussion. All
0: right, Dan, you got your, write that down prediction.
1: Bungie bounce, nah. you can do better than that, AJ. All,
3: all right, right, I te- I sent we'll you a text with
1: my first one. Did you get it? I you, have not. Got did it. you get my text? Always, I'll try. Apparently it. Apparently,
0: your cell signal's just as spotty.
1: You, oh, my phone's going dead now. Can I just Can I just go? <laughs> um, Dan okay. versus the internet. I'll try this. I'm going to try all three of mine right in a row. See, so you, you tell me if you can get them. Okay, let's do so it. My first one. First one DC United under Rooney will have a losing record this season. Okay. So because they're 0 1 now under Rooney technically, right? 0 1? I
0: think so. I'll have to check if he actually managed that game, but
1: yeah. So so they, they yeah, he will not be able to get himself a winning record. Uh my second one is Minnesota United uh versus Portland, number 7 Franco Franco Fragapone will have a goal or an assist.
0: All right. I like it.
1: I think I think he's the hot hand. And then uh, one for the end of the season. L.A. Galaxy is seventh right now. Seattle is ninth. Seattle will finish the season ahead of L.A.
0: I like it. All right, Dan. Good stuff from you tonight. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Uh, we're, we'll be in person, and we won't have internet connection issues. So we'll talk to you then. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was a fun oh, effort. Man. We tried. The internet is undefeated still. So Dan, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right, AJ, we'll, we'll finish up here. Uh, that all right. was all of Dan. That was all three of Dan's predictions. You already have one. So I'll go with my first one. So as I mentioned, Tati Casianos, he's gone now. He's off to Girona in La Liga. Unfortunately, uh, we will not get to see him, but he's got 13 goals on the season, which I think is first place in the league right now, or it's up there. Uh, it was good enough for 12th last year. 13 goals was. Write this down, AJ. Tati Castellanos' 13 goals will be good enough for top 10 this season in the league. I do like
2: that, and yes, he is a top uh, tied with uh, Drussy from Austin. Austin, thank you. I'm looking at the uh, the abbreviations, and I just saw TX. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah,
0: here's... no,
2: he. I I, th- I I I like I do like that one. I th- I would almost say that is a tap in for for you in the sense that I think it's going to absolutely come true. Um because when you look at it here, you have a couple guys right on his heels, like is there at 12, Mukhtar's with 12. Um and let's see if the rest of the list can can load here. But I mean, who who else how do you think I don't think there's there's 10 guys that that can get to It's my boy Chicho 13.
0: Arango, man. If he stays <laughs> with LAFC and still stays as their starter for the rest of the season with the attacking threats they have around him, he could lead the league in goal scoring because of the amount of attention those other guys are going to draw the amount of attention that Carlos Vela and Gareth Bale are going to draw granted with the form that he's in, he should be getting a ton of attention, but how are you going to leave Carlos Vela or Gareth Bale unmarked? Like you're just not going to, you're going to, the defenders are naturally just going to hover towards those guys, to try and shut them down, which is going to leave space for Arango to score goals. So, I mean, if you're a team that has the amount of money that they want, for a trade, I would move heaven and earth to get him on my team. If they truly are continuing to shop him. So, yeah, uh, I think he's probably the only guy who could, who could charge up and take over instead of Jerusi or Jesus Ferrer at this point.
2: My next one is going back to the Canada, the Canada cup, the Canada championship, the Canadian championship championship at BC place tomorrow night. There we go. Third time's a charm. Um, the other night, we saw him record a uh, a banger of a goal. I'm going to go with it again. Write this down. Federico Bernardeschi will score against Vancouver Whitecaps tomorrow night in uh, Toronto, Vancouver at 930.
0: I like it. I mean, that would be yeah. a heck of a turnaround for a season for a Toronto. Is they get these guys in. All of a sudden, they win the Canadian Championship. And despite being in 13th place in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> guess what? You just booked your trip to the CONCACAF Champions League. Congratulations, man.
2: I'm telling you, they're. I, I'm all in on. I'm all in on Toronto. Like the most dangerous 13
0: me. seat as you said. I like it.
2: They're, yeah, print the shirts.
0: By the way, still only one of Dan's three texts have come through at this point. So
2: <laughs> he's just fighting for his life. He gives life me out crap there.
0: for living down it down an hour south of the cities. He now lives an hour north of the cities, and now he's having worse internet issues than I've ever had, besides last week. Uh, My second prediction uh, for the evening, Minnesota United will lose no more than four games the rest of the season. I think they're in a good run of form. The rest of their schedule is pretty favorable. I kind of went through it and looked at some of the games. There's, I think, five or six, maybe seven that are kind of questionable that they should, that they'll be, it'll be tough competition. But write this down, AJ. Minnesota will lose no more than four games the rest of the season.
2: I, I we're drinking the Kool Aid here, and I love it. I'm I'm all for it. We all think all three of us thought they're gonna uh, think they're gonna win on Saturday. You're saying they're not gonna lose what more than four games the rest of the season.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm all in. That's let's good for let's top let's,
0: three. I'd imagine. I would hope so.
2: You'd think so, right? Um. All right. So we'll head to my last one here. And I know I made a prediction like this last week, and it's probably going to similar because it's more international in the mm-hmm. sense. Um, I'm going to run back to it again. Um, Right now, the hottest 23-year-old defender on the market is Jules Koundé from Mm -hmm. Sevilla. Barcelona-Chelsea trying to get him. Exactly. Um, I know at times it looked like it was a done deal between him and Chelsea, but Barcelona has somehow, again, found more money.
0: Pull economic levers, whatever the hell those are.
2: They continue to find money out there. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna hijack that deal somehow, and they're going to make the deal with Sevilla to sign Jules Kounde uh, as a new defensive uh, defensive back for Barcelona. And once again, Chelsea is going to have to look at them and say, "Guys, we need players too." That is <laughs> Rafinha what, first.
0: What Barcelona are doing is a complete joke. Like it's just absolutely a joke. I never want to hear about the super league ever again from them if they're going to continue spending like this uh the current soccer market's threatening how these how us big teams operate no you threaten your own operating uh ability based off how you are spending money that does not exist everyone knows you do not have money you've dropped what 150 million dollars or million pounds or a million yeah. euros or whatever you want to call it this offseason alone like it doesn't make sense they have no money they haven't sent anybody out because they can't afford the 20 million dollars they still owe Frankie DeYoung that so he's not going to leave it's just where they're getting their money is an absolute joke how they're how they're spending this offseason is an absolute joke i never want to hear super league talk from them ever ever again or <laughs> complaining that psg and man city are ruining things for them ever again because clearly balance sheets and you know economic financial whatever <laughs> like spending wisely controlling yourself does not matter to barcelona
2: can i do a verbal meme really quick go ahead so it's the eric andre show where he points the gun yeah and shoots the guy in the chair and he bar uh eric andre is barcelona and shooting the guy is spending more money than they have mm-hmm. and then the the guy is now it's still barcelona but it's financial ruin in the chair yeah. that it, they just shot and they're like why would other clubs do this <laughs> why why would other clubs do this guys you did this to yourself yeah you, 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 that i i every normal people like you and i every day we know we have money that we can spend
3: mm-hmm.
2: we can't go past that it's illegal yeah. they're doing that for some yeah. reason because they're barcelona why, <laughs> why are they getting away with this? And I know you're no, you shouldn't be able to, they're, they're, I don't know how they can sustain that. A couple of years down the road, it's going to be a uh, rough, rough uh, awakening for them. Oh yeah. Cause everything's going to come back and there's going to be a, a lot of stuff that uh, creeps up on them. But you know, Hey, you know, for the time being, I guess they have a plan and who knows, everything's going to work out. Every, like it always does. Everything's going to work out.
0: Yeah. Just Barcelona won't be around to see it work out. Uh, final prediction. <laughs> of the evening and this one's a little bit of a word word salad one at least one minnesota player this weekend aj will score at least a brace this weekend so i'm giving myself room to operate here maybe two players get a brace maybe a player gets more than a brace maybe they score a hat trick maybe they score four who knows i'm giving myself some room to operate at least one minnesota player will score at least a brace this weekend against portland
2: I, once again, I love that we're drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't think you need to word it like that. I think you just said a oh, Minnesota, but the fa- you know, it's the, it's the sense of you're leaving the door open. I think the fa- if, if more than two people do, that's, I think that's a brace for yourself. Can, can I've we been, do that?
0: I've been burned before on specific wording. So I always leave space for myself for other things Fair. to happen to add on to it. So if I say a Minnesota player that limits me to one, so yeah. I don't want to get burned by that. So at least one. <laughs> Dan hates it when I do that, but he's not here, so he can't complain.
2: Yeah, well, he's fighting the internet right now, so that's okay.
0: (laughs) All right, that has been Write That Down, and that has been Loon Talk for this week. Special announcement here. AJ already knows this, hence why he's been here the past two weeks. I will not be here next week. It'll be AJ and possibly Dan depending on the internet situation. So it may just be a hour long AJ monologue about Minnesota United's recent action. AJ will be taking over the hosting chair next week in place of me because I will be spending some time in Vegas for a eight years late honeymoon uh, with my wife. So I'm looking forward to that. I will not be here. I will be here for the game on the Saturday at Allianz Field, 2 PM kickoff, one thirty PM pre-match show on 1500 ESPN live. 1500 ESPN.com and the free score North mobile app. Cannot wait for that game. It's going to be exciting on national television. Dan Terrar and myself will be on the call for that one. AJ, looking forward to it. Uh, you have a good week next week hosting this show in my place, AJ.
2: I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it'll be fun to see how much I can rely on Dan and his <laughs> connection to uh, to help out with the show. Um, but I'm, look- I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'll throw this out there right now. Uh, at AJ underscore Frederickson on Twitter send me some write that downs to uh fill the go. void uh, I you know for next week if you're uh listening to the show I know I I I'm a, I'm on Reddit so I see that people do talk about the show I'm not going to you know inter- insert myself in those conversations just for the sake of you know discipline Fairness. but um I it, it you know it's nice to know that we do have some people listening but feel free it, interact it's fun uh, write that down is always I think it's one of the best segments that happens here at score north not just on Loon Talk but on like Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily as well Um, so hey if you got a bold prediction and I don't care how bold it is AJ underscore Fredrickson on Twitter go ahead uh, shoot me a DM, and we'll get you uh, we'll get that on the show next week Uh, but yeah I'm looking forward to it thanks for having me Jonathan and I hey don't uh, don't go too crazy down there okay Uh,
0: this time next week I will be watching a talking dragon do magic so I'm excited That's that there's no other better way to end the show than that. So fans, gonna... thanks for listening. We
3: will talk to you Saturday and we'll talk to you while well, AJ and we will talk to you right back here next Monday night. Fancy. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you.